0: Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd.
1: That's right.
2: Well, I I kind of feel like this is the case because, you know, she 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 makes these anti-Semitic comments, and I guess she thinks that they help her, but it's just like you can't. You can you gotta stop making these COVID Nazi comparisons. Who the fuck sees that? Like we're trying to we're trying to get back to normal and you're thinking that door to door like vaccination uh campaign is is No. If somebody knocks on my door and be like, Hey, if if, if Johnson and Johnson, first of all, knocked on my door and be like hey, and I wasn't vaccinated, they'd be like, Hey, um, we are going door to door to vaccinate everybody in your family, household to household. Would you um would you mind would you want to take care of this now? And I, first of all, I'd say no, because uh, first of all, fuck you, Johnson & Johnson. Uh, when Moderna comes, not or Pfizer knocking on my door, and then they knock on my door a month later, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that then. I wasn't feeling Johnson & Johnson. But at the same time, some people weren't able to go out and, and get this vaccination. You know what I'm saying? You know, some people um, weren't able to, to to just go out and get it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm pretty sure... We we you know, I don't know. It's 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 just crazy that she would take it to that level.
0: Right. As as far as like just the just the sheer number of stupid people in the world, um, Kevin Sorbo apparently has been trending uh, on Twitter because he posted but why because he tweeted on the twenty first. I'm not getting the COVID vax. Who's with me? And um, Kevin Sorbo, huh? And a lot of the responses are like, of people who are like, Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck's wrong with you? Um, but the best response is, yeah, I'm trying to find it so I can quote it exactly, but um voice actor says, Yes, all the dead people. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right?
1: Good, good, good exactly. Part. Yeah. Well, I was going to tell you, I, I read... Okay, so we were talking kind of about the Philadelphia stuff. Um believe that's where... And I don't have the resources in front of me, doggone and I'm sorry. Uh, there was a police chief who decided he thought it would be funny, so he says, to leave a what looked to be a... Ku Klux Klan, uh, Klu Klux Klan. No, you, said <laughs> right. you, you said it said right. You said it the right. first time. <laughs> um, robe, a robe on a black officer's desk and then wrote a note that said Ku Klux Klan. The black officer came in. It was in the booking room. So um, when he came in, he looked on his desk and he saw the, the robe and he saw the sign and he, he kind of like chuckled, not, you know, it's not like he thought it was funny. It was a chuckle, like, you know, these ignorant fucks, but the other officers that came in after him who saw it, they're the ones who filed a complaint to, um, or is it like the uh, internal investigation? INF or something. And so the when they went to go investigate, the chief was like am i am, am I getting fired?" well this we've had the, this officer started seven months ago, and we've had a joking relationship since he started, and this is how we this is what we do. And so, as soon as he realized that he was going to get fired, he wrote up his resignation so they couldn't fire him.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's just I, a joke. I was, it was just kidding. Co- it was only a joke. Why are you so sensitive? As a comedian, yeah. there are things
2: that I find that are even taboo that I'm like, okay, that's funny. Now this is not a comedic, you know, at like th- this is just regular people. So, um, I, I I that that's stupid. First of all, like why. That that no, that's if my friend friend was to do that yeah. to me, we would not be friends long. That's no. just right. No, no. Because yeah. at the same time, it's like the Klu Klux Clown, and I love that you said that. I think I'm gonna keep using that. Uh, the <laughs> Klu Klux Clowns, and I, and I would spell clown with a K L O W N S. Uh, yep. yep. Um Klu that's Klu how I would spell that. The, the, these uh, these jerkwads. That they don't like. I, like I said, they don't represent anything good for this country. Um, I, I'm actually yeah. online right now, and I'm looking at some of these the marches, and it's almost like the balls these guys have that they're just walking around with their flags yeah. and their their hateful rhetoric. And you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like, what's what what's your point? What do you stand for? What do you what do the Ku Klux Klan stand for? Oh, everything! If it's not white, it's not right. Well, you didn't build this country. Uh, this land has been stolen, and it's been built by minorities. So yeah. while you were sitting in the sidelines or you know in the dark, afraid to come out, um, what, what 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 is what, what what's what's your point? What do you all we all all we? Every time I hear about the KKK or white supremacy, it's just like oh, just a bunch of uneducated, ignorant rednecks spouting out rhetoric. That's in it, bread. and then of course they be- and then of course they believe anything that they tell them. I was just having this conversation today with somebody. Um, he was telling me he was like, if Trump was still in office, do you think that we would have this? Um, like, I think we're not. We're almost at seventy percent vaccinated in this country. He was like, do you think this country would be this much vaccinated? I'd be like to be honest with you. I think we would be forty percent vaccinated. I don't it, think we would be that. as i don't think i don't think that we would have this many people vaccinated because again I don't think Trump would have pushed for it i don't think um i mean biden I mean he's he's really trying to push for this now again um i'm i'm, I'm keeping tabs on all of his promise he wanted to get america fully vaccinated get back i mean he's got a hard job this go around i mean again he's cleaning up messes. This is a, I am clean, I am, he's Tom Sawyer, well, Huckleberry Finn actually trying to whitewash defense, fence, and um, it's like, it, it, it's, uh, and I hope I'm using that reference right. Um, but that, that's all he's doing. He's whitewashing and trying to get shit fixed and, and unfucking all the things that Donald Trump
1: yeah. did.
2: I, he, he did not handle this, uh, you know, the, the, the pandemic well you know what I'm saying so now we have a president that's like look we need to get americans you know at least vaccinated and 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 and, and just ready so we could get back to normal you know so it's i don't know i and and again these conservatives they're they're hanging on every word that 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 trump said if trump would have said don't get vaccinated or get vaccinated at your own risk or i don't believe in the vaccine i guarantee you we wouldn't be where we're at right now i really don't think that the, i really think that we would probably be maybe 40% vaccinated at best and more people dying. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't get I don't so I mean to 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 make a full circle, I don't get white supremacists. I mean, I get the idea, but I don't I don't get what your plan is. You know what I'm saying? If your if your plan is to eradicate every single black person that you come across, um good luck. Okay. I mean, there's more view that well I, and, and not every white person is a white supremacist, like uh thank God, I, at least I know two people right right off the bat that aren't um but i, I don't i i don't walk i don't I don't have it in my heart that every single white person is a white supremacist. that's not the case at all, but the ones that are that are just like, you know we don't need you in our country. I'm like, well, first of all, you do because you brought us over here from Africa. To help build your country. So don't give me that bullshit. Like, know your fucking history. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell us to go back to Africa. We never asked to come to America in the first fucking place. Know your fucking history. You know, nobody from Africa swam here to this country so they could be a slave in a farm somewhere. Like, no, nobody's, I've never seen that on record. You know what I'm saying? So before you talk that shit, know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Hell, build us, build, build us a Carnival Cruise Line that just sends all black people back to Africa. We might actually take that free trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, as long as long as you, ha- you as long as you're able to get citizenship and like, you know, in property and jobs and everything else going over there. I don't know. You know I like. I, it- I, I posted a video earlier. T- it was either er- earlier today or it was yesterday of what it's like to argue with a conservative <laughs> on the Not About You page. And it like, oh yeah, it's like every conversation I've ever had with a conservative, when you point things out, and, and or, or when they will say something, and then you go, oh yeah, because of this, oh no, no, that's that's no, that's that's you know, and they they go on to some other diatribe of of bullshit, and uh, it's just it's just spinning in circles. You just it's an endless cycle. You do, you can't argue with people that aren't willing to listen. Number one, and and aren't. Yeah. And are only going to listen to like the 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 one or two sources that you know shovel bullshit into their into their trough, you know.
2: But but you also got but you also got to understand when you argue with those type of people you, again it's like first of all when you argue with somebody that's dumb then two people are two dumb people are having that that argument. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're, so that's why it's like yeah. you know I I don't like to argue with I don't I don't OK, thank you. Um, I don't like arguing with 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 many conservatives because it's just like especially when it comes to race. You're never going to you're never going to win me over when it comes to race. First of all, um, you're never going to like I'm never going to side with Candace Owens on all of her issues. I'm never going to side, you know, and, and she's black. Oh, my God. You would think that we would be on the same side, but no. I would never I would now there are some things that she has said that I'm like okay I could see your argument you know when she talks about how you know rap music disparages women I'm like okay no nope, you have an argument there right. okay but at but at the same time when you rope every black person into this whole ball of wax not every black person listens to rap music Right. You know what I'm saying? Not just like how every, not every white person is a conservative racist. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there, there, there are some people, there are some good people out there. You know what I'm saying? They, they they are.
1: But when you try and pigeonhole any group just, and here's, here's what why Candace Owens is so insidious and so dangerous because a lot of people, a lot of ignorant people, think that she does talk for black people or that that's the way black people like look look she gets it look at Candace she understands what we're talking about and when she talks about all black people you can't you can't talk about there's no group that anybody speaks for be it women men race religion any of those things that think 100% the same you will never have a group of any more than one person Well, everything the same on everything. They just, it's not possible. It's not feasible. That's the beauty of of being, you know, human and having those different personalities and different upbringings and different cultures. But there's things that, you know, you have to be able to come up and go, you know what, this is right and this is wrong.
2: Exactly. That's what it boils down to at the end of the day. It's just like, you know, for somebody to tell me something about, well, first of all, how is a white person going to tell me about my Black culture? Yeah, Like, I'm sorry, what do you, like, what can you tell me about Black, co- outside of the media? What can you tell me about my, my culture? Why are we, why are you going to sit down and have a, uh, like, a heart-to-heart conversation? Or what can you tell me about my culture? I could tell you about your culture because I've been embedded in it. I used well. to live in the South. I have a lot of white friends. I've, I, I have been in that kind, that kind of realm. Like, have you ever been to the projects of like Newark, New Jersey, and known what it's like to struggle on a day-to-day basis? Like until you can do that, you know, as a white person, it doesn't necessarily you know, there there are such things as poor, you know, white people as well. But you know, for the most part, it's like you don't know any you don't know much about my culture and you're afraid of my culture, therefore that's why you're just like, Okay, we don't need those people. You don't know yeah. much about my culture, if anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I've never had, again, a white person sit here and school me on my own culture. It's like, yeah. it, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, I was having a discussion with one, uh, actually one of my coworkers was having a, a discussion and I was kind of like in on it. And he was saying, um, and he said something and they got a lot of pushback from like non-black people. He said, and I quote, and it makes me laugh even saying this, black people can't be racist we can, see yeah okay now yeah black people can't be racist why we don't have that kind of power that the white people have to be racist against I've us
1: that. i've heard that too you and know what i'm saying, saying like we too, don't
2: yeah. yeah like black people can't be racist and i'm like hmm. and i'm just even... like show your work tell me and then when he explained it the guy was like no that's not true at all and he's just like like look around you bro like, do you see? And look at our job. Do you see any black CEO here? Look at the board of uh, look at the board of like trust. Look at the board. See any? See any? Uh, it's all white, 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 white people. So, um, you know, we don't we don't have power. We don't have that kind of social um, like stronghold on another race. Like we we can't be racist like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we could be. He's like we could be prejudice. Yeah. But we can't be. We can't. He's like white people can't be racist, historically can't be racist, just based on what racism has been defined for the most part. Like if you've seen how white people are racist towards like other minorities, it's like, you know, hey, you know, we can't, we could, first first of all, America wouldn't even allow us to be that racist towards them. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's shoot yourselves in the foot. Like, come on with all the stuff that happened in history the last thing you need is for a black uprising and us taking over and turning this place into Nairobi, Africa. You don't, you don't, that's something that I don't think white people really want. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a power struggle. And black people don't have, for the most part, don't have that power to be that racist. Right. That was but the argument.
1: The thing is, though, is says I, and, and there's that distinction though of how people look at that term prejudice versus racist because Prejudice doesn't seem to have the same kind of sting to that that yeah. word as racist yeah. does. And the the because racist, you know that there's that hate, there's that animosity underneath of it. Yeah. It, that whole undertones, and you know that that evil undertone is there, but when you hear prejudice, oh it's a little bit like, Oh, you just don't like I'm prejudiced against blue cars versus uh yeah. cars. But, at, know, the same,
0: Ford but at the same time for
2: with yeah. with race with racism though there's an act that comes along with it right like you you could be prejudiced and just be like well I'm prejudiced against Jews but I'm just going to sit back and just live my life and not worry about it but if you're racist there's an act involved like if you see a, like and I'm using the Jews as like uh, an example not because I hate Jews or anything like that but if you see like a Jewish person getting his ass kicked or something like that for whatever and you don't help it's almost like okay well you know that i mean or you don't do nothing about it, or you just stand there and watch, you're just, you're, you're, you're part of the problem too. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You, yeah. you may not, you may not have thrown a punch, but you might as well have like, whether it's like calling a cop or, you know, whatever. But if, it, but if you see people getting harmed because of racism and you just sit back, sometimes racism could be at no action at
0: all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, because my neighbor. No action is
1: compliance. It's, yeah. it's compliance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Silence is compliance. And you <laughs> in
1: your- and, and the thing is, though, is this, but even with a lack of action, you know, and I can understand. So I, and I think that sometimes that gets kind of a little bit confused too because people go, well, you didn't do anything. You saw it and you didn't do anything. Well, sometimes it's, it's, you're so shocked that you, you don't know. And people, again, fight or flight, everybody's heard fight or flight, but there's yeah. actually a third one fight flight, or freeze and yeah. a lot of times people will the freeze when it's something that's so like oh my god what am i seeing it takes a while for your brain to process what's going on so and i and i will attribute that to uh example jamal you were there when dylan got baseball batted to the head oh yeah oh yeah okay so a whole room full of people watched this guy walk on stage and hit dylan with the bat the first time and it was on the second swing that people realized this isn't a joke. Things are happening.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember, man, this is something I'll, the image alone is something that'll never leave me. It was the first swing. I think we all was processing what the fuck was going on. The first thing that came to mind was I thought this was part of a sketch. Right. That, but when we heard the second swing and it was almost like, our bodies reacted before we even thought what was like
1: right. It was
2: just like our bodies were reacting. I wasn't thinking. Um right. to be um like there was no thought except for by the time I got to Dylan, and we all got to Dylan for that matter, and he we he was just out. Um it was like people just reacted accordingly. You know what I'm saying? So right. some of us, some of us rushed to Dylan's aid some of us that were closer to the stage, rushed the, uh, the the assailant. And it was just one of those things where you still don't believe it, you know? Um, I was by the, ju- you know how the 907 is situated. I was by the jukebox area. Right. So, and and I remember that um, his good friend of his, James Taylor, was like on the side of the, uh, the bar, it was actually by the bar. I've never seen James run that fast in my life. I'm not gonna lie, he's a yeah. big black dude who looks like uh He looks like a a defensive tackle. This guy and I think he got there before me. Um I was in the back and for some reason before I knew it we dashed to that stage and it was just like I mean we were probably there in like 3 seconds. Yeah. And, and we people, just
1: This is one of those things that, that and you just said it. Your body reacted before you knew. A lot of people, that's the thing with fight, flight or freeze is that a lot of people, they think, Oh yeah, I would kick their ass. I would do your body reacts so fast. You have no choice on how you react. You know, to- I wish to God, I was a flight person. I'm not, I know myself well enough. I've been in too many different situations where I'm a fight. I jump in and, and yeah. it's not that I want to. Freaking, get too goddamn old for this. I need to be in a flight pattern. Like, I need to fly my ass out of trouble. But I don't. I think
2: what it. I think what it. But at the same. But but you're right though. Like, I mean, you 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 never know what you're gonna do until a situation. And again, so random. Like, this wasn't planned. I was not. I mean, my body was aching after uh like the next day. I was like, and I wasn't even the one that was hurt. You know, um, it was just one of those things where it was just like. And it, that I think that's what it ended up was because I thought to myself, had I would have stayed at that jukebox and just watched and just been like, I don't want to get involved. It has nothing to do with me. If somebody hit Dylan over the head, he probably he probably owed this guy money or something like like I don't know. You know, I don't think I would have ever been. I would have never forgiven myself, and I probably would have just quit comedy because of that. um Because if I can't take, if I can't help a friend or be there at his worst how the hell am I going to be there for somebody in comedy or even I would I, that I wouldn't I don't think I would I would it, it would just eat me alive and I would never be able to forgive myself so
1: here's here's the thing though you at that situation in that particular situation your body knew to jump into action and to stop what was happening either to save Dylan or to stop the assailant okay but here's the problem when there's a verbal altercation or there's something that people are making jokes. People don't know how to react. People have never been taught how to, like if, if let let me, uh, situation, let me tell you, uh, similar kind of thing, I was at a show and Ty Barnett and I were sitting there uh, at the bar afterwards and we were sitting there talking and we had our, our backs to the bar and we were looking out at the room and this woman came up and started making some kind of white woman drunk as hell, started making this reference and kind of like a, a joke that he had, it, Ty had kind of told. And it was a real methy kind of bar, right? Well, basically, she ends up calling him the N-word. Ooh. And Ty instantly looked at me and goes, you better get this bitch away from me. And I looked at him and I'm like, what? Because I'm white? I know her? Like, I was that... so shocked. <laughs> I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to respond. And other than the fact that I think I said, you know, bitch, you need to go. Step up out of here. And... um.
2: I see, I, no, I see where that situation, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's...
1: It, but how do, you, the, how do people react if they don't know, and put it on a bigger scale? So well, we all know that there's a problem, but we don't know how to address it to make a solution.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna, so with Dylan, in, in, in Dylan's case, I mean, we've known Dylan for a long time. So it's almost like, first of all, he's a friend. Um, We've done shows together. Um, I mean... He's a good guy. He's a family. He's not, I mean, here's the thing. I don't care who it was on stage. Nobody deserves that. Yeah, Nobody. Right. I don't care. I don't care if it's somebody that I'm beefing with. Um, yeah. It would, it would never, ever. I don't want, first of all, no, I don't care who it is. Um, yeah. It could be somebody who's in Seattle calling me out, be like, you could yeah. say fuck Jamal every day from the moment you wake up, from when you go to bed. If I saw something like that happening to this particular, per- to that person at that particular, I would have done the same thing. Um, and I've always been an advocate for that. Like, I don't care who it is. I don't care if if it's a shitty comic, a great comic. I don't care if it's no, nobody deserves that. Um, so that's why I think that it was just a matter of, you know what? We're a comedy community. We need to look out for each other, which we, which we have when, you know, when I was sick in Seattle, um, you'll be surprised how many people, comedians and, 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 you know, regular folk had my back so it's just like it's it's a whole it's a community that and we look out for each other at least you know we do our best to look out for each other um i want to say this the um i want to say like two weeks ago since we're talking about like fight or flight i was in a situation where i kind of was where it was something like this i was leaving work and it was on a sunday and um i was uh there was this lady and i'm assuming was her kid um the kid was probably i want to say like 9 years old. They were walking in front of me and we were at the uh the crosswalk we we're waiting for the light to change. We're crossing the street and as we're crossing the street there's a guy on a bicycle and he is trying to maneuver his way across the street but um he's trying to d- ride around this couple uh not the well the the guy the the child and um the lady and I guess he it didn't go as planned because he ends up stopping his bike and he turns around and he's yelling at her. He's like, bitch, all you had to do was finish crossing the street. And I was already ahead of them, like on the sidewalk. And then I turn around and I see this and I see this old black guy yelling at this white woman and her kid. And he was like, all you have to do is cross the street, bitch. You are too slow crossing the street. What the fuck is wrong with you? So what I'm all, I'm already like a good distance away. Like, but something tells me you probably want to walk back and make, you know, and so I go back and, you know, I wasn't that far up the block from them, but I was, I walked back and he's still, and the lady is standing there and she is like, Oh my God. Like she's traumatized, you know, with her kids standing there, um, you know, they were just having a random conversation about what they wanted to do for the weekend or whatever. And he's just like, and he's cursing and he's being very belligerent. And um, and so I walk over to and I'm just like, hey, man. And I just say, hey, it's all good. And he was like, no, nah, nah, man, I got this. And I was like, well, it doesn't look like you have anything. You're yelling at a woman and her child because you don't know how to ride a bike. i'm saying why don't you relax you know i'm saying just relax it's not that serious just go on your just go on your way and he was like nah man i got this and then he continues yelling at the woman so i tell the lady i'm like you know what ma'am it doesn't look like he's gonna quit um if you want uh you could walk with me i'm going this way you could walk with me he's not gonna do anything and um he was just like you know oh so he's just gonna you know he he got mad he was just oh so you're gonna side with them i'm just like look man you're yelling at a woman in front of her fucking kid what's wrong with you right take your leave you know what i'm saying and and i think i don't know i think i may have told you i think i told you this story uh todd um about this but but the thing was like my concern was first of all she was like thank you um i don't know what i would have done or how this would have went down if somebody wasn't here and i was like well you know I'm just one of the many dudes that work into this warehouse. If somebody would have seen it, somebody would have, one of our warehouse guys would have definitely defused this situation because nobody deserves to be in a situation like that. But I'm looking at the kid, and the kid is nine years old. Um, Probably, you know, impression. you know, the last thing I would want is for this kid to ever run into another black guy and remember the time some old black guy yelled at his mom because of something as trivial of how he was riding his bike or how slow she was crossing the street. It was just like, you know, Hey, we need to nip this in the bud right now. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, kid. Not all black people are fucked up like that. You know what I'm saying? And he looked like one of those old white, those old black dudes. that was just kind of like, you know, those, I guess, fuck whitey kind of guys, you know, because he was an older guy, but at the same time, it was just like, like,
0: did he look like Samuel L. Jackson from, uh, from Django Unchained?
2: He might as well have been he might as well have been dude, Cranky old um, but it was blood, just, dude it was just like you know we don't we, this it's Sunday, we don't need this, you know what I'm saying, this is something that we don't need, we don't need to give people we don't first of all, we don't need to give people reasons to hate us even more, especially children, you know what I'm saying, right. but aside from that, it was just one of those things where it's like you know, do you not see what do you not see what you're doing right now? you're yelling at. You're, 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 being, you're, you're being unreasonable. You know what I'm saying? And the funny thing about it is our, our, our violence rate has got, I mean, people get beaten up, shot, stabbed over small, tiny shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, it's, so it's just like, she was very grateful. She was like, oh, thank, thanks, thanks a lot for you know, looking out for us. I mean, no thanks needed really. It's just sometimes, you know, they always say it takes a village and sometimes the village don't even want to help but sometimes I, it's just a matter of looking out. I always say, look out for each other. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just look out, you know? Um, and it didn't even get, it didn't even escalate that. It wasn't even that bad. I mean, I knew this guy wasn't going to, I mean, if he was to do something, okay. But every time I tell a story like this, especially with like family members they are like, well, what if he shot you? Well, I'd probably not be telling this story. I'd be in a hospital yeah. with a gunshot wound or whatever, but Why are you focusing on that right there? He didn't shoot me. You know what I'm saying? Like if if he did, that's a question, but he didn't shoot me. He didn't stab me. He was on his bike. And then for him to stab me, he would have to put the bike down. And then I'm like, oh, you're putting the bike down. I guess I'm about to hit an old black dude. Cause uh, (laughs) you know, like that's, that's the, that's the universal sign of you're about to get fucked up. Um, When you put, when you take off your earrings or you put something down in the heat of passion or a heat of battle, Hey, I'm always ready, bro. Like we could do this,
1: you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and the, and the thing is, though was just, you know, you kind of said it there too, and that's concerning is because right now, a lot of people, and this was something I said over a year ago. The pandemic isn't the, the real killer. It's going to be what comes afterwards, and we're going to roll into that mental health crisis, and we're already doing that. You're seeing violence is on the rise everywhere. Gun violence is, is astronomical. Suicide rates are, super, yeah. are through the roof. I mean, all these different things that we're dealing with because people had that cabin fever. They were pent up. It was like um, the shining worldwide. Everybody was locked yeah. up, and now they're all losing their fucking minds. And
0: yeah, All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy.
1: And that's that's exactly it. The whole world for 18 months was all work and no play. And so now we've got people who are dysfunctional. They don't know how to interact with other people and people are powder kegs of emotions and they don't know how to process those emotions you know especially like most men men are taught that you can you can only have certain emotions you can be angry you can be you can you can be happy i guess happy and angry
0: yeah. yeah that's pretty much it yeah you,
1: you know but it's very limited you can't be sad you can't be depressed you can't have any girly emotions and how do we expect people to respond because again we don't tell people, hey, you know, like when we're raising our kids, hey, suck it up. Stop being such a wussy. Suck it suck up. You, up. We don't don't cry. We, men don't cry. Men don't cry. Well, they're not men. They're little boys, you know, and they stop put imprinting on them that it's it's, it's a bad thing for them to have emotions. That any of what they consider the softer, more female emotions is, is bad. Men aren't allowed to have those. And that's bullshit. So now we have a bunch of people who have no idea how to process. They don't even know what, what to call the emotions that they're feeling. So instead mm-hmm. it turns into anger, anger and that anger is either going to be directed outward or inward.
2: Right. And and usually that anger is, it's, it's all random. It's it's random as hell. Um, you, That's why I, it's like nowadays I have, I feel like I have to have my head on a swivel because, you know, we have just these, random people are just being attacked. Right. You know, and it's just like, you know, like I was, I was on the subway platform today and I was, I had my mask on. And I was, and my, I had my glasses on and this guy was walking towards me. Like he was walking towards me with a purpose. And I'm like, Oh boy, you know, I'm like, okay. And he looked like he was like ready to fight anybody. Like he was like, yo, I'm getting into this gang one way or another. And, um, like this gang initiation type shit. And I guess I was the mark. But um but we just ended up eyeballing each other, like, you know, kinda like sizing each other up. And then before I knew it, um, like we walked past each other. But, you know, a part of me was like, nah, fuck it. I'm gonna turn around because I'm not I'm not gonna be that guy that's gonna be like, nah, he ain't gonna do nothing. So I turned around and we both turned around and we just looked at each other and we were I just ended up, you know, he was waiting for a train and I was exiting the 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 train station because I was already where I needed to be, but it, it almost seemed like it was like a showdown for like a like a thirty second yeah. showdown. <laughs> like if I was <laughs> if I was <laughs> to jump, if I was to jump at this dude. Like what would he do? Or if he was to jump at me, what did we do? I'd be like, oh, there's a track full of your dreams that I could throw in here, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> I am. I will not. I will not be the one. Yeah. Speaking of that, I want to talk about this. Um, oh my god, we're talking about racism. Um, a guy who called uh, his black neighbor racial slurs challenges people to come see me, and guess what? They did in droves. So oh, I think in I New, saw New Jersey, a
0: video of that, I love that.
2: Um, oh, I love it too. Uh, in New Jersey, a man uh, went viral for the wrong reasons when his racist, uh, slurred-laden tirade was caught up in video and posted online. The video showed a man, 45-year-old Cagney Matthews, uh, shouted out the N-word at his black neighbor and called his family monkeys.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Uh, Yeah. Oh, man. So realizing that he was being filmed, Matthews proudly shouted his address and taunted prospective online viewers, 3602 Gramercy Way, that's where I live." come fucking see me. And guess what? 150 people showed up at his house. Okay? <laughs> now, despite hateful behavior of Matthew, who is, guess what color? Um, I wouldn't even say it. Uh, the police... Purple! The poli- <laughs> police showed up at the scene and pretty much told him to cut it out. But later on, uh, Matthews was escorted away from his home by multiple police officers According to the Philadelphia Inquiry, uh, inquirer, he's been accused of making racial attacks for years, and now has been charged with assault.
1: Good, good, yeah. good. You know what though? It, it takes. You know, this is what gets me though. It's just that the the reason why we're having so much astronomical crime is because nothing's happening. There's no accountability for any of it. Right. Um, yesterday, yesterday at work, seven cars, seven of our employees' cars, somebody did a smash and grab. They were in the parking lot. Somebody came in, smash Ooh. and grab. And, you know, the thing is, is that these crooks don't care. Uh, last week, one of our employees, his, his truck was stolen out of his apartment complex in the parking lot. Yeah. People just don't care. You know why? Cause they're not getting, there's, there's no accountability. Oh, they still, okay, well, you know, pandemic or whatever reason, we can't hold anybody accountable for what they do wrong anymore. So people are getting more brazen and bold. And that's why we start, intelligence starts getting to the violence, which is starting to escalate. Like in Seattle, yeah. Seattle's a purple example. Uh, you'll have somebody, a vagrant person, a homeless person will, will and I don't even want to call them homeless because they're more the, the drug addicts. We'll walk into a store in Seattle, they'll grab a a basket, load up the basket, making eye contact with the clerk the whole time. And they'll walk out like they're challenging the clerk to stop them because they're like, they know they know that the police are not going to arrest them. And if they, on the off chance, the police arrest them, they're not going to be held. There was, and this is one of the problems. So we had one of these vagrants. 17 times he'd been arrested well the 18th time he got arrested was for murder because he he murdered somebody another person and and the person uh, in the homeless camp encampment parent mom was saying look they had arrested him earlier that morning and it had they kept oh, him my child would still be alive today
2: same, that's the same issue that we have here in new york um people that are being arrested with gun violence are back out in the street like days later yeah you know it's like our, our 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 it's our justice system there's there's no justice there you got guys here with rap sheets you know been arrested 5 or 6 times it's like why are they why are they back out on the streets creating more havoc you want to know why because they feel like if they get arrested again they'll be just back out you know you 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 arresting him are just delaying the inevitable you know crime that they're going to commit the next time they go by which might make it like you said it was the the 18th time they arrested this guy he killed somebody so Hmm. you know it's like we're not we're just being very i don't know why we're being lenient with our with our criminals um i don't know if it's because cops are afraid that oh well if i you know, I don't want to mistreat them and then lose my job because this person's going to say, oh, well, you know, he hara- this is harassment or whatever. No, you had a gun, motherfucking, you were shooting children.
1: Yeah.
2: And then you're back out on the streets. Like the math doesn't add up. I don't understand it. Right. Like, usually, if you get caught with an unregistered weapon here in New York, that's three and a half mandatory. Mandatory. So I don't know, like, I mean, COVID or not, that's not even a fucking excuse. Well, you know, Marianne,
0: like... you might actually know this, isn't there, didn't they pass like laws or something in, in Western Washington, or maybe it's just King County where like the people aren't getting arrested for like felonies and shit. They're just not because of the COVID. Yeah.
1: Yes. And that's true. And here's the other thing too, that they were trying to get passed. They were trying to pass a law in Seattle called um, the poverty law, which means that if you committed a crime due to poverty, like, oh, I stole money from this person because I was hungry, they wouldn't prosecute you. That's what they're trying to get past. Yeah, what you know, so let need, need to I need to wrap things up, though. So. It's getting late, and I'm needing some dinner, but I wanted to just kind of take you guys on a quick tour.
0: Yeah, man, okay. let's do it.
1: Okay, so this is going to be my new um studio/slash office. Nice. So I kind of got I call that room. Um, <sighs> no, I think you want one of these other rooms here.
0: Dibs, dibs on that room. Yeah, so
1: we'll come out here in the hallway.
0: No, that's dibs my on the hallway. That's my room, dude.
1: <laughs> so we've got. Let's see. Get some light up in this situation. This is one of the bedrooms.
0: Uh, that, that, that says Todd all over it.
1: This is going to probably be our princess fairy room for the girls. Uh, and well, then, then it's
0: Jamal's room.
1: <laughs> Dibs.
2: Dibs. I'm there. Hey, I'm there for a while now. I'm actually going to, I'm there for a week.
1: Ooh, My light bulb just went out. Oops. There's the main bathroom. And dibs.
2: So we got this rem- bathroom. Are you going to remodel any of the bathrooms or are you just going to keep it yeah. as is?
1: No, I'm leaving everything just the way it is. This house is. Okay. Done. Oh, so okay. this is, this is going to be the boys' bedroom, as you can see. Or are you getting stuff ready for decorating? Nice. Captain America. So we'll have this set up for. The boys kind of stuff. Turn off some lights here, I know. It takes a while to walk through here. This is just another bathroom. Just but it's just a toilet. There's nothing there, just a toilet and a sink. Okay. That's that's the and that's then, the
0: restroom. That's the toilet for, for visitors.
1: Yeah. So this is the living room, dining room, kitchen.
0: Massive. Dude, I didn't realize how big the house was until I saw the of the photo of you guys standing on the front porch. I was like, "God damn, that house is huge!"
1: It is a very massively huge home. Um, of course, we get one of our our dragons are going up. We mm-hmm. collect our dragons, so
0: and you've already got a you've already got a mess on the counter. Hi, Romeo. So we to get
1: everything put away.
0: Dibs. <laughs> No, I had dibs, dibs on Romeo first, man.
1: can my art pantry. <laughs> I'm showing the house.
2: Just show so, hey, just just show me the wine cellar, Marianne, and we'll be good. <laughs> show me the wine cellar, yo.
0: Like we're right, back. And keep in mind, Marianne, this is streaming live.
1: Yep, our back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so don't give out any any information that you don't want the rest of the world to know.
1: Oh, I know. I'm not.
0: Wait, this is in Sumner, right? This is in Sumner. Yeah.
2: Okay. No. Yeah. Sumner has some pretty nice homes.
0: <laughs> you've yeah. already you've already got the internet set up and everything. <laughs> of course.
1: We got this high tech freaking.
0: Ooh. Like, got it's the. A, the
1: It's so high tech. The the Google uh,
0: thing, I'm a jigger.
1: So the laundry room. Another bathroom.
0: Three bathrooms? I can't remember what they call those things. Wow.
1: With a shower.
0: I call dibs on this one.
1: This is Romeo's bathroom.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's Romeo's.
1: That's his special bathroom. That's 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 the bathroom
0: that's connected to the garage so you can blow it up if you want. <laughs>
1: Huge garage. Yeah, okay. so so it's connected to the laundry room so if I have to go out to like a job site or something and come home, I can be all dirty and just take a shower. Nice. And then of course we got more closets. And then the master bedroom. MTV. I feel like this is MTV this is cribs.
2: Bathroom. This is this is like MTV cribs, but we haven't moved in yet.
1: This is my bathroom.
0: This is where the magic happens, yo.
1: <laughs>
0: this is where the baby making happens, yo.
2: We
1: have our own little like closeted toilet. I'll be joining this jetted tub here in a few minutes. That's really why I got a jet out of here. Because you're my like, I old... need to
0: use this new, this new bathtub. I need to break it in. Again. So, and then my,
1: my
0: big walk-in old... closet. Walk-in her closet, closet for her shoes. Of
1: <laughs> Actually, it's Romeo's shoes. <laughs> i not as much as the shoe person. But, uh, yeah, so we basically went from hell to heaven. So hey hey, romeo you.
0: tell us about the donuts
2: they were delicious
0: our neighbors are so cool i bet they are
1: i met mike today did you yeah he helped me put the armoire
2: up i bet see, he did the neighbors
1: helped him move
2: i oh yeah yeah they're gonna ask for that big favor soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: you <laughs> know it, it starts with laugh. the
2: move Hey, Romeo, nothing's free, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nothing is no. free, especially when it comes to neighbors, bruh, buddy. Remember, they're safe for those pineapples.
1: <laughs> pineapples. So we are finally home. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. It took us months and months and months to make it happen, but yeah. we finally are here. Yeah. I gotta. Yeah. Lick my beautiful. My beautiful, this is my what I get to see at night. I'm getting ready for bed. Oh, the TV! Right. Yeah, she's
0: excited to see the fan and not the TV or or Romeo.
1: <laughs> I don't see him. I'm looking up. I feel him. She feels me a
0: lot. She's always looking up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note. uh <laughs> Well it's a good thing we're not notice, a G rated podcast. How, you know, some of us are sl- hey, some of us are sleeping alone tonight, okay? Like <laughs> like everybody not at at their house, yeah.
1: Right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you next are we gonna be able to do our podcast on Thursday or are you already gonna be here?
2: I will probably be in the air, so I won't be able to do the podcast on Thursday. However, uh if I was thinking when I'm there we could probably do it. I gotta yeah. be at University Place at 1030 on on Saturday to speak at uh Sonic Sky's um yep, I'll be there. thing. So I gotta figure out how I'm gonna get there because I'm staying in Mercer Island. So Yeah. Um no, I'm I'm gonna see if I could uh borrow a car or two and and do this.
0: Or two.
1: So we were looking at um, Doing a show at Cedar Woolley on next Friday. Yeah. And then Sonic Sky services on Saturday. You've got a show at Red Civic. I've got a show at Rick AJ's on Saturday. That Saturday.
2: Well after Saturday, I mean um, I'm I'm again I'm there for a while. I'm not going to Hawaii anymore, so um I'm gonna be in Seattle, so probably just either hitting up shows, hitting up mics. Okay. I'll be I'll be at my old apartment.
1: You'll actually get to meet Romeo face to face.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: he, I, I'm I'm glad he's excited
0: about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he sounds very thrilled. He he heard about what you're offering hey. for, for, uh, for his for uh, his housewarming gift. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right guys
2: all right ladies and gentlemen that has been our podcast uh thank you for tuning in uh my special guest i mean our special guest our special thanks to no guests since we didn't have one um we just uh please take care of each other and remember it is not about you play us out Todd.
0: Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at Not About You Pod.